Doctor Phil. What's going on, man? What's going on? How are you, Vince? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing well, man. It's a uh, very, very difficult, very tough day in the world of professional wrestling. Um, Scott Paul has has left us. um, 63 years old. And so it's very, very sad to hear. He was uh just and and i remember the mid 90s when he came in as a i followed him beforehand uh, a little bit in, in awa um but i mean in, in wcw too when he was a diamond stud and but it was just his wwe run as a baby face at razor ramon i mean that was just an amazing run and man he just i think he really got the opportunity to really showcase his ability to be a top talent. I think that was it right there. Like that was the, that was the first time that coming from the diamond stud and WCW to this razor Ramon gimmick, even as a heel, he was okay. He was still mid Cardi upper mid card in a, in a, in a moment, you know, in, in a kind of, but man, that baby face run is razor Ramon is, is, uh, one of one of the best babyface runs uh in in wwe um so really tough to uh uh to to do this show knowing that you know he just left us a few hours ago but the show must go on vince you got any any parting words uh to reza ramon yeah bro he was just the epitome of to me what a professional wrestler is you know and, and bro you you lost joe who used to do this show yeah. and that that's what it always reminds me of. These guys were professional wrestlers mm-hmm. and they were just so, so, so good at what they did. Um, yeah, yeah. Just the cream of the crop, you know, dusty roads. Yeah. We, we, we can go down the list, bro. Yeah. Um yeah, man. I, you know, I mean, I obviously I got to work with Scott at WWE. I was, uh, you know, I, I guess the news broke on Saturday. It kind of came out of nowhere. You know, I yeah. was checking the news and I saw that headline. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, this, 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 this is a guy that was just graded his profession. You ever mm-hmm. wanted to know anything about this business and really understand this business? then he's the guy you would watch and he's the guy that you would listen to. And we're just, we're, we're losing so many of them, bro. Piper, you know I mean? Mm-hmm. We're just losing so many of them, bro. It's just, uh, it, it just hurts, man. You know? Yeah. Or, or off just recently passed too, uh, not too long ago. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really tough to see, you know, people I grew up watching, you know, um, pass away and it's, it's reality, man. You know, uh, life always makes us t- uh, tap out and um, can never, you know, we, we have eternity at stake um, for those who uh, believe. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's tough, man. It's, it's really tough to, to really um, navigate and, and knowing, you know, us as professional wrestling, you know, fans as much as we've been for so long and you being a a colleague of his, you know, work working with them, knowing the ins and outs of uh, Scott Hall. Just 
I just only had an opportunity and one is enough for me just as a media guy, just as a journalist, I was a part of a, a media Q and a, a few years back and uh, Scott Hall was there. Nice guy. Um, nice guy. And uh, so that was my first and only time meeting um, Scott Hall. And yeah, it was, it was cool. It was, it was a blessing to, to, to experience that someone who I grew up, you know, uh, loving as a, as a teenager, I was, uh, and during the NWL was late teens, uh, early twenties, like around, around that time. But yeah, just, it, it was, it's, it's, it's good to know that he, he left in a way that, um, was, an an opportunity for to inspire people because i mean he kicked out of two you know years ago you know when he was he he almost tapped out years ago in ways that was eating him up and, yeah. and costing him his life you know what i mean yeah. in ways that he didn't want to go but he was able to kick out of two years ago straighten himself up get himself together you know and and, and just really revive his life i mean you know, I, I imagine people who are close to Scott Hall, you know, unfortunately, from a lot of decisions that he made beforehand, was expecting him to leave a long time ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he had the opportunity to bless us with more years and not only bless us with more years, but show us what hard work and determination and grit and drive. And this is a second chance. Like, just really, like, it's never too late for a second chance, Vince. Yeah, I and agree. 100%. Yeah, and I think the thing is with Scott Hall, he really showed us um, that there, it's never too late for a second chance, and uh, you know that's that's what I'll remember from Scott Hall, and even beyond, you know, his his career as a as a pro wrestler, um, just just his life outside of pro wrestling, and how how much it was just going down the the the, the tubes, yeah. and then he just he just wanted a second chance, and that's. And and at the end of the day, I mean, he was really. There's even times that he didn't even want it, you know. What I mean, but at the same time, it really goes to show you. And we'll talk to Paige about this, um, you know, uh, come come Thursday. But it, it just depends, it, you know. It's just a matter of like when you have good people around you uh, who cares about you and loves you, they they're able to push you beyond what you want to push yourself a lot. Yeah. And then if you stick to it you'll realize that that was a great idea for them to push you. Although they probably got on your nerves doing it. They probably, you probably hate them for a second, but good friends are, are, are there for a reason and they're able to push you beyond what you want. And he stuck, he stuck with it and he was able to, to kick out a two and, and, and give us more years to be, be in a hall of fame and come back at WrestleMania and make appearances and things like that. So those are the things that, that, you know, are near and dear to my heart, even beyond his pro wrestling career. Yeah, you know, I there's agree, there's bro. good life. Yeah, there's good life lessons that come out of his his life. So, yeah. All right, man. Let's uh let's transition uh into Raw. I mean, what a um, amazing discussion already. In the first uh you know seven minutes or so, and then we got to talk about Raw. But so, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> how about that? We go from Scott Hall. It's a raw. <laughs> so, all right, let's start off with a Kevin Owens in ring promo. Um, yeah, man, he's 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 been up on Texas again to get more heat. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, Vince. I I just don't understand the the, the WWE have just they've lost. Bro, they've really – I talk a lot about the wrestling bubble. And, and I got to tell you, man, one thing that I really did no matter where I went was I really tried to stay logical. I really did. And may, maybe sometimes I didn't, Chris. Chris, I wrote a lot of shows. But mm -hmm. I was always aware of being logical. I, I think the WWE has lost all sense of logic. And it's yeah. like, it's the little things, bro. I'll t I'll t like, for instance, Chris, this happened last week. I, I forget I forget what the instance was at the end. Oh, uh, somebody was getting, AJ, we, we talked about this with AJ. He was getting beat senseless with a chair. He was unconscious. Nobody came out. Bro, yeah. a cameraman gets yeah. attacked by a wrestler. Yeah. Nothing, not, bro. Not even the other cameramen going into it, going into his aid to see if he was okay. No authorities coming from the back. Uh, 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 Cecil B. DeMille is sitting back there. No, nothing, nothing. They they've lost all sense of logic, reality, credibility. That a crew guy gets attacked by a wrestler. And nothing, nothing Ugh. happened. He's allowed to go out there and wrestle again. Like yeah, nothing yeah. happens, yeah. bro. No fine, they, no nothing. Bro, I, I swear <laughs> to God, it, it's one of two things. They, they either don't care, like just don't care, or just have really lost all sense of reality, bro. Yeah, or a combination of both. Yeah, yeah. I think we've seen a little bit of both. Uh, special shout out to Awesome Sauce for the five dollar super chat. Uh, regarding Scott Hall, he went from jobbing to Brad Armstrong on worldwide to feuding with Macho Man and teaming with Flair in the span of a year in 1992. Yeah, very, very, very true. I remember the Diamond Stud days, and it was, I was just like, man, you know, I remember him coming from AWA, and I was like, huh, this Diamond Stud, you know, gimmick. Very interesting, you know. And I was like, "Yeah, this is this really isn't doing too much." And then, uh, yeah, he just uh, it just didn't work out for him too much in WCW. And he, you know, it happens with characters sometimes. You just kind of you kind of find your footing, you know what I mean? And then that, there's a character that strikes gold. And for Razor Ramon, it was that which led him into Scott Hall and NWO. So, um, let's see. Any more super chats? I uh, don't see any more. Um, lots of lots of uh, shout outs to Scott Hall going on in the super chat. Appreciate uh, appreciate y'all talking about uh, Scott Hall and giving Scott Hall some love here in the the super chat. Uh, next, we get D Damian Priest uh, against Finn Balor. Now. This is the weirdest thing to me, Vince. I, I I looked at this segment and I said, "There's they they've got to be ribbon fan at this point. They they've they have got to be, to be ribbon. They, they, they've they've got, got, they they have to be." Chris, they, I bet if be you go back the twenty five year history of Raw, whatever it is, whatever it is, bro, bro, mm -hmm. I be thirty next you, year. Yeah, they have never done this to a baby face before. We talked about it last week. The yeah. a baby face wins the title, 
They never give him his moment to shine. And now three weeks in a row, they yep. leave him lying and get, you know, I don't think this has ever been done, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a champ. Like he's the U S champion, the long lineage of prestigious United States champions. Why in the world would you even have him win the title? If the same day he gets beat up by his competitor Last week, he gets beat up by uh, Damian Priest and Austin Theory. And then this week, you know, Priest gets upset again. And then he, Austin Theory, comes out again during the segment and he beats up Finn Balor again. So after after Finn already lost the match. Yeah, after, after after Priest pinned. Yeah, Finn Balor. He pinned yeah. him. And yeah. so it's like, I really don't understand why they're doing this to Finn Balor. And I, I there's got to be something behind this, man. Like they they already didn't weren't using him very well. And then for him to win the title, just for him to not get any type of comeuppance for three weeks. What a way to build your champion before Mania. So if Damian Priest, so say, say for instance, he goes against Finn Balor. If he beats Finn Balor, it doesn't make Damian Priest more over. He's beating someone who's like a, who's been ragdolled by and 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 emasculated by Austin Theory, who's not even in this feud. He's in a feud with Pat McAfee on SmackDown, and he's for some reason beefing with. Finn Balor, he's got something with Finn Balor that he just obsessed with, but he's not even in this feud. I, and, I don't understand bro, why they're doing this. Why not? Like, why not have Austin Theory go from the announce, you know, hit the ring like he's gonna do, get 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 Austin up and get him ready, and have McAfee hit the ring? Just have him come out. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, I, bro, I swear to God, you know, you know what this. I, what what this stinks to me like I I I can almost see bro, uh, Finn Balor asking for his release. No no no, we got big plans for you. We're gonna put the U.S. Championship on you, yeah. and then doing this to him because yeah. bro, this is again. I talk about this all the time, Chris. This is when a Finn Balor has to say, what what, what are we doing here? Like yeah. I, like, do you think I'm some kind of a moron? You never yeah. gave me my moment to celebrate three weeks in a row. What what are we doing here, bro? Yeah. This is when the boys have to speak up, bro. I don't want to hear about they're testing you and this and that and all that crap. Mm. Finn Balor has a brand, and you know what, bro? The Finn Balor brand is going to be there when he's not with the WWE. Yeah, he's got to protect that brand, and right now that brand is getting crapped on. Oh, it's 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 horrible. It's yeah. it's it's almost to the point of being unsalvageable. When they when they brought him up from NXT, he he even before NXT, even before he went to NXT, before he got injured, he was it was the same type of deal they were doing with him. Just really mid cardy, just even below. And then when they brought him to NXT, it was a good type of refresher, and he was actually he actually won the NXT championship there, but. It was just as soon as they brought him back to the main roster, yeah, he he kind of did his thing with uh, the King of the Ring, 
end up losing to Xavier Woods. That didn't really do anything. And then they did the thing with Roman just for filler. But I mean, it it just it just really seems to your point that they are really kind of getting back at him for saying, you know, I, I I'm gonna show you, you know, that I'm the superior, you know, uh, uh person. I, I'll get the last laugh here because it ha- I mean it has to be something. I agree, it has to be that he got, you know, he's asked for a release. If you think about it, the good brothers. If you think about the Bullet Club, the Good Brothers, Tamatanga, you know, those are among the beginning. At least Carl Anderson was and Bad Luck Fala. He's still in uh, New Japan. But just uh, when you think of the Bullet Club, like just about everybody is away from WWE. So, you know, AJ was in the Bullet Club for a little bit, but he's in the uh, WWE, but he wasn't, he's not like known necessarily being the Bullet Club, but Bro, yeah, all of his Bullet know, Club boys are gone. You know what we're talking about here? Here's what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about a total lack of respect for the talent. And the only way you're going to get that respect is if you stand up on yourself. Bro, we lost Scott Hall today. Mm hmm. You think this would be happening to Scott Hall? No way. You think this would be happening to Kevin Nash? You think this would be happening to Shawn Michaels? We can go through every person in the click. In the click, Never yeah. Exactly. in a million years because yeah. Vince McMahon would know he would never get away with doing this to a Scott Hall or a Kevin Nash or a Shawn Michaels but he knows he can get away doing it with these guys. It's a total lack of respect. And bro, the only way to earn that respect is to stand up to the man. That is the only way to earn it, Chris. That is the only way in the world. But, But how does he get his product over as a whole by having the babyface champion win just to totally look like a chump? You know, as a champion, that doesn't that does nothing to build your product. Chris, I swear it was just, you know, the 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 the, the recent exchange I had with Vince. OK, I'll, gi- I'll give you a little bit on that. So you understand this is the difference, bro, is mm-hmm. the difference, bro. I have such a hard time watching this on Monday because it's so horrible and it's so terrible. And so I, you know, I often my can. So I made it clear consulting services. Okay. I don't want a full-time job. I would never go to a show, but I can sit here and, and, and give you what I'm giving Chris Featherstone right now. Mm-hmm. So, brand. Oh my God. Sorry about that. So I offered my, I offered my services and I, I was basically saying in a very nice way, bro, this show is horrible. I'm willing to help mm-hmm. bro. Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon's egos wanted me to jump through hoops Oops. to help him. And I'm like, bro, what, what are you missing here? I don't want a job. I don't need your money. I'm trying to help you because this, I'm not going to jump through freaking hoops to help. Are you nuts? I mean, but bro, that's what I was dealing with but my point is bro that's what he wanted me to do and there are a lot of people that would have done that that's true and i'm like no vince there's no free 
I'm not going to jump through hoops for you because yeah. I'm trying to help. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's, that's again, why did he respect the Scott Hall? Why did he respect the Kevin Edge? Because you ain't going to pull that stuff with them, bro. Right. If you If you're a talent and you allow him to pull this stuff, bro, he's going to do it over and over and over again, bro. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, that's that's bullying tactics one on one, unfortunately. So, yeah. shout out to Roland for nineteen ninety nine wow, super nice. chat, bro. Very nice. Let me, let me give him applause. Yeah, Roland, love. Um, Doctor Chris, when you went to the Raw on two twenty eight twenty two, I asked you if Priest doing the Razor's Edge on Balor. Uh, on the announce table was a botch because the table didn't break. I didn't know that priests have been paying homage the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A priest has been, uh, he's been very vocal over the years that uh, he emulated uh, Scott Hall. And he, and he, a lot of times he would um, wear the ooze, like either on his gear or on his vest when he wrestled for Ring of Honor. And so, like, he, yeah, he, he, wrestled, he uh, really emulated uh, Scott Hall. So the, uh, the edge. Uh, he would do that a lot, the move a lot too. So yeah, he, he's been very vocal about that. Yeah, paying homage to the bad guy uh, again, Roland. Thank you so much, man, for your super chat, man. Very, very appreciative of people like you to help people like us and yes. Sports Kita. Well, we're not saying it, but Sports Kita, <laughs> Sports Kita, ladies and gentlemen. All right, next we have. Uh, 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 oh. Omos, the irresistible force meeting the immovable object, Vince Russo. Omos against Commander Aziz. Did you get any WrestleMania three flashbacks from this? No, I got, I Ah. got, I got the next future endeavors. Aziz is definitely on that list. Where, Where do you go from here, bro? Where do you go from here? You you could beat all the guys half your size in the world. Once the giant beats you, you're done. So here the giant beats him from the start. So where do you go from that, bro? You're going to beat a guy that's half his size. He's done. He's done. I wouldn't be surprised if Cruz is done. They've totally, totally, totally buried this act and almost is going to be done, bro. Like I, 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 I swear to God, I'm watching this match and I even said, Bro, I've got to watch this just out of morbid curiosity because somebody's – this is going to be bad. Like, this is going to be bad, bro. And it was. It and it was. was. It absolutely was, bro. To your point, they've plateaued Aziz that quickly. You know, just, just so quickly. They, they they didn't really build him up to be a big guy. You know, just a standalone big guy. They have a face-off. And just on the next Raw, he just gets beat up. He gets suplexed and, you know, double choke slammed. He, he looks like, a, you know, like a little five-footer, you know, Bro, getting ragdolled by him. Look at, look at the massive waste of this poor guy's time. Bro, this goes all the way back to Shane McMahon and the Raw Underground. Mm-hmm. That's underground when we for, think of the, all that wasted time, this poor guy but bro th- this happens to this happens every this happens to more than half the roster yeah i mean you know ha- half the roster they continue on but half of it bro we we can look at retribution we can go down the list 
I, I that's where I really feel sorry for the talent, bro. Like this, this is their dream. And then they get there and it just becomes a nightmare. To me, it's just such a waste of money, Vince. Yeah. Right. Why is. am I why why am I spending it's just bad business to me? Yeah. Like yep. I, I'm spending a, I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars collectively yep. Yep. to acquire a bunch of people and sign them to independent contracts just for the purposes of making them look like idiots. Like I, I just don't understand the psychology behind bro, that. This when is bad you business. make when when you make that investment, and bro, you know, I do a show at Al Snow and Al runs OVW. So this is mm -hmm. what we exactly what we talked about. Bro, when you're making that type of investment, like I, let me put JR back in charge of talent relations. Mm -hmm. If JR is signing these people, JR knows these people are going to get over. Yeah. But bro, if you're if you're investing the hundreds of thousands of dollars into a group of these people that bro, somebody needs to be fired. So, like yes. how, how is this exactly. happening? Somebody's yeah. somebody is not doing their job and needs to be let go. This would have never happened with if JR was in charge, bro. This would have never happened. Yeah, you're wasting money. You're literally wasting. Literally, you're wasting yep. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. There's no ROI. There's no return on investment there. Like you're you're hiring all of these people and you're invest I mean like this is business 101. You make an investment to get an ROI, a return on investment. You're investing hundreds of thousands of dollars into these people and there's no return. Bro, I guarantee you, if we go back to the start of NXT, Chris, bro, we can name at least 50 people. Oh, at yeah. least easy from the start of NXT, including people that went to AEW. Yep. We can name, bro, at least 50 people, bro, that they've invested money on, money on television time, and it was a bust. Bro, can you imagine if this happened in pro sports, Chris? Can you the, the recruiter for Ohio State? Can you imagine, bro, if if the the re Ohio State recruiter recruited all these players and fifty of them were a bust? Can you imagine, bro? Uh, it, and then he, I can't imagine that because that person would be fired the same season. I mean, that's the thing. I just don't understand. And then you continue to do it though. You know, what I mean, like a, a jobbers when when jobbers were a thing, they get what two hundred fifty bucks a night uh, in appearance, right? You know, like hey, here's a check for two hundred fifty bucks. Thank you, bye. You know, what I mean, so there wasn't at the end of the day, you're investing in the other talent. You know, you're invest you're investing in the main event talent. You're paying a jobber two hundred fifty, five hundred. I think it's now a thousand or two thousand bucks or something like that. You're 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 making that investment to make the other uh, person look good right but now you're literally giving people you know seventy five thousand hundred thousand dollar contracts and again you're doing this to a collective group of people knowing that they are going to get anything past the threshold 
of making someone like an Omos look good. I just, I don't get the rhyme or reason. Bro, you and I both know with collegiate sports and professional sports, you know, with, with the scouts, Chris, what one one bad player could yes. cost somebody their job. One yes. one bad draft pick, one player can cost somebody their job. We we've gone through this 50 times, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's like you don't even like you're hiring someone, not even really with an intention to make them a star. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like you know, to, back to the Ohio State uh, example, that's like you hiring a bunch of like a whole team of two-star recruiters, you know what I mean? Like the two-star players, you know, people come out, you go, you go to high school, you're recruiting. There's a, there's a two-star person here and you get a whole collection of them and you see that they're doing really, really bad, but they're two-star players and you know that they're not going to be good, but the expectation is high because Ohio State is one of the winningest franchises in college football history. So the expectations very high. Right. So if you hire people lower than the expectation, guess who that falls on? Yep. That falls on the recruiter. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. We we lost four times. You know, Ohio State lose two times, it's a big deal, right? We lost four times this year. Uh, yeah, we got to make some changes really yeah. quick because we're not going to yeah. get the four losses again next year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. yeah, that's the that's the real world, bro. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next we have uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins cutting another uh, backstage promo. Seth Rollins has an idea. He has an idea, ladies and gentlemen. But we go on with Liv Morgan defeating Queen Zelina. Going back to our point. Zelina Vega, they fired her just to hire her, mm-hmm. and they made her queen of the ring to make to make it seem like they did something out of the investment, the quote investment, gave her the tag titles out, uh, on a whim, and then over the past two months, she's been champ and losing time after time after time after time after time, and. I was thinking when I saw this match, Vince, this is what I thought. I said, if Queen Zelina and Carmella wins the match at WrestleMania, that goes to show that the whole tag team division is horrible because they keep losing every week. And if they're the best team with the record they've given us over the past couple months and no other teams ahead of them, that's a really, really low bar and a terrible depiction of the women's tag team division. Yeah, bro. You know, again, bro, we, we know the history. Uh, we know the, the, you know, she was going to talking to people about starting a union. We, we yeah. know the history and now look, I mean, come on, bro. These aren't all coincidence. You wait, bro. You, you, you wait till Finn Balor is no longer with the WWE and then Finn Balor will tell you exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah, we'll, that, we'll either this, get a, a shoot interview or he'll be yeah. on somebody's podcast yep. or he'll have his own. Yeah, yep. we'll we'll see. We'll see yep. when it happens. Uh, the uh, so Seth Rollins comes out during Liv <laughs> Morgan's celebration. Liv <laughs> Morgan doesn't even get a chance to celebrate, and Seth Rollins comes out, and somehow 
there Rollins is a heel, Owens is a heel tearing down Texas. And somehow the golden idea was to go against like this is the angle, Vince. This is again, this is two weeks, three weeks before WrestleMania, Vince. So uh actually two and a half weeks, uh, almost three weeks before WrestleMania. And so you have two heels who are best friends and tag team partners battle it out in the main event over who gets a talk show featuring Steve Austin. That's all. That's the best they could offer. Well, bro, what really makes it bad is at least with Owens, at least with Kevin Owens, the KO talk show was already established. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins is a wrestler. He he calls himself Seth freaking Rollins. Mm -hmm. He's a wrestler. And okay, bro. So you don't want to go to WrestleMania and have a match. You want to go to WrestleMania so you can have a talk show segment? Do, bro, do you know do you know the stupidity? Like I bro, I can't imagine if I'm in the room and that is pitched. Yeah. I'm going to say so a guy that has been a professional wrestler for 15 years, however long he's been a wrestler, he wants to go to WrestleMania to host a talk show. He doesn't want a match. Bro, like, what? <laughs> and, and then if they're, they're, try, if they're trying to make both of them heels. If, if they're really trying to do this Cody thing, which we'll get to, might not even be a thing. But if they're really trying to do this Cody thing and they're, they want Cody to get this debut pop and, and, and make him a, a baby face, why are you having two heels who's been dressing down cities that they're in have a match against each other? So either so one of them have to be cheered here, and Owens is trying to heal it up for Austin. I just it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like like Vince, this is the best they have. Like they were in a meeting and they said two shows, you know, three shows before Raw. You have this one. 21st 28th this is the third to last show before wrestlemania let's just do a match between seth rollins so whatever we're building seth rollins to 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 do let's have him this week have one last attempt to go to wrestlemania but for some reason he's supposed to be a heel though i don't understand that because he's missing out on opportunities to be a part of WrestleMania, wouldn't you want to root for him to be a part of WrestleMania now? Like, how is he getting heat doing this? Uh, bro, I don't know. I, I'm just, <laughs> listen, the, 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 the only thing, I swear to God, the only silver lining out of this, believe it or not, as ridiculous as it is, is at least we had a main event with stakes. Okay, yeah. bro, at least something was on the line. What was on the line was, absolutely Atrocious. ridiculous bro <laughs> but at least some bro i yeah. swear to god i'm I'm watching this main event with this ludicrous ludicrousy and then bro 
I'm watching Tony Nice in the main event on Rampage. <laughs> Rampage I'm like, yeah. what, like, what is wrong with you people? Like, what, what, what is wrong, bro? Like, yeah. this is the best you've got. These are main events, bro. This is the best you've got. I'm going to go to WrestleMania and host the talk show. Yeah. I've got a great idea and it just really sparked like it just lit him up. I'm going to I'm going to host a talk show at WrestleMania. Uh, it makes no sense at all. Uh so with the Mysterios uh defeating the Hurt Business, so they lost against the Hurt Business before. Now they're beating the Hurt Business. So they're being booked 50-50 heading into a marquee match with the celebrity. And then this, and, and then like you said, there's two more shows prior to this, right? Before mm -hmm. WrestleMania. And, yep. and you got the babies getting their heat back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> like, wh why? Why? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, okay, so does this mean that Miz and Logan Paul are going to beat the Mysterios? You know, because, because of this. And I got a feeling that they are because of it. And then I'm thinking like, what? I, I just don't understand it. So you're bringing in the Logan Paul for the heel heat just to win and leave. So what is so what does that say to Ray Mysterio and Dominic, who's been there busting their butts? Now I understand it with a baby face, you know, with like Bad Bunny and things like that. It's just it's for the purpose of the getting heat. You you make the baby look good, regardless of who the baby is, even if it's LT, you know. But at the same time, you don't make the heel look good and send them off, you know, back to celebrity land. You, who tells well, you that, said the man? same exact thing? Do you remember the same? Because you're trying to you're trying to make logic out of something that is totally illogical, bro. Remember when they had Edge and his wife up? Yeah. Remember and you said, "Ah, oh, bro, I think I think they're gonna put Miz and Mrs. Hover." And I'm like, "No, they're not. <laughs> no, Chris, they're not the same thing here. No, bro, they they're not. They they just they've lost their mind, bro. Here's the problem, honestly. They're it's the house show mentality. Oh yeah, they're booking this like it's a house show, so the babies are up. Yeah, that's why they're doing it, bro." And it doesn't make the babies look as strong either because yeah. the whole point of a baby face is to get that comeuppance is, is, is to, is to climb from behind uh, is to overcome adversity in, in some way. Like Austin, he was a baby, but he was a rebellious, like, you know, type of person who wasn't like a cookie cutter, like white meat baby, but he got cheered. He was one of the most popular people, the most popular person in WWE at the time because he spent weeks overcoming adversity. Yes. It was Vince throwing this person from the corporation, throwing this person from the corporation. He had to overcome those adversities. It's the little engine that could. It's the David and Goliath story. In some form or fashion, that is the babyface heel dynamic. It's the comic book story. In some form or fashion, that's the babyface heel dynamic. However you want to write it, if the baby's rebellious, anti-establishment, you know, baby type of Austin style or a Ricky steamboat, you know what I mean? No matter how you write the baby, that's, you know, that's whatever, whatever angle, it's still that type of premise behind right. it. Right. But why in the world are you getting the climax 
three weeks before the show. That's like saying, that's like writing a comic book with Batman and Joker, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, Batman is over, you know, is, is uh, uh, approaches him at adversity. And then in the middle of the comic book, Batman beats, beats up Joker. And then there's more of the comic book left. Yeah, it's no, like, bro, it's, bro, I, I, bro, believe it or not, as a as a, a 61-year-old man, I review Batman 66 every week. So mm-hmm. what happens, bro, that there are two parters. In the first part, the villain has Batman. Batman's mm-hmm. in trouble. Mm-hmm. And at the end, Batman gets, bro, over, over, over 200 episodes. Over 200 yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But, but, but Vince can't get it. He, he doesn't right. understand that concept, bro. He doesn't get it, man. Oh, it's, com- it's comical. Watch Batman, Vince. Like you yeah, just read a right comic book, in. Vince. Like, man, just come on, man. You know any comic book? Just read uh, one comic book. You you oh, understand the baby gosh, face bro. and heel dynamic, the villain Oof. and the hero. <laughs> it's like I don't understand it. Let's just have the the hero beat the villain in the middle of the comic, and then the the hero do something or did the villain do something to make him agitated again and then he beats him again at the end of yeah, the, exactly. at the comic book right. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what happens that's like watching a movie you know and the and the villain loses in the middle and in the end i mean it's yeah. like that just doesn't make any sense yeah. uh next we have uh oh edge cuts an in-ring promo ladies and gentlemen bro all i could think about was i swear to god all I'm looking at this, I'm saying, okay, bro. So now Edge is Violet Boldegard. Remember Violet Boldegard, bro, from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? The girl that I forget what she ate, but she turned in, she turned into that purple ball, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> she made blue. I think she ate blueberries, actually. Yeah. I swear to God, that that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, bro. So he's in a blue. Lo- what the freak, bro? Can we stop this madness, bro? What are we doing? What are we doing? Now Edge is in a blue light, so he's a bad guy. Okay. Like, oh, my gosh, bro. Like, it, this felt so contrived to me. Like, it just it, – there, it, this did not feel authentic whatsoever. I'm still I'm still having trouble understanding the angle itself. Edge cuts a promo for a couple of weeks, just simply issuing an open challenge. I'm a Hall of Famer. I deserve to have a match at WrestleMania. True and true. I'm issuing an open challenge. Fine. You you deserve, you know, sure. You grant that you're a Hall of Famer. You want to be on WrestleMania? Sure. AJ Styles answers the open challenge that he, he issued. Now all of a sudden it's the fans fault that he lost matches. Like I, I don't <laughs> what <laughs> bro, it's so it's so I don't understand ball. it. It's so <laughs> it's just so it's so cornball, bro. It's, like, it's so, so I would issue open challenge. But it's your fault that I got my uh, my buy tricep. And meanwhile, program. and meanwhile, bro, Seth Seth Rollins could have answered the open challenge. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> Problem solved, bro. Right? Problem solved, bro. But now, since he didn't get the open challenge because he wanted to go into WrestleMania so bad, now he's going to get the talk show spot. And 
Is the open challenge still open? He didn't say just one person. It could be a triple threat. Something <laughs> oh, to come man. out next week. Hey, I know, Ed, you you made an open challenge, but you never said. <laughs> who knows? It's just one person. You know? Yeah, who knows, bro? <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. I mean, Hank, uh, if, you know what's funny? Because if Cody, that's the reason why they shouldn't even made Edge this weird Wooly Wonka heel at this point. Because it's like, <laughs> it's like if Cody, like, so, so so the rumors now is that Cody may be pulling a pill man, you know, and honing him up for more money. And then the other, you know, the other rumors are saying that he did sign and they saw him with Chelsea, him and Brandy with Chelsea Green and um, Matt Cardona at, at Disney in Orlando, like this past weekend or something like that. If he signed already, what a horrible way to build up Cody Rhodes. I think at this point, if you don't see him, if you haven't seen him three shows before Mania, do you think that we, like, what's the point of even bringing him and squeezing him in two shows before Mania? Why don't you just have him come out of Mania at this point? Bro, you know what makes no sense? I, I, I we, we could have solved this real quickly, okay? Bro, if Cody Rhodes was having an issue with Tony Khan about the direction of the company, Tony, this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what we originally agreed to. You're turning into WCW, whatever the case may be. And Tony, remember, Tony Khan's now two-time Booker of the Year. Mm -hmm. And Tony Khan knows he's buying Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. Why not say, Cody, wait a minute. Why isn't the angle you buy Ring of Honor and you turn Ring of Honor into what you envisioned AEW being? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So simple. So freaking simple, bro. But I just can't believe how people in the business like just can't put the pieces together of, Mm -hmm. of what they have. That would have been brilliant you would have believed you you i would have believed that cody had the money to buy that company i would have believed that and i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you what a what we meant aew to be now you got a modern day nwo Mm. but i i don't know bro to me that's not too difficult to understand yeah I, i agree I agree. And I think at this point, the Cody hype is just fading away. You know what I mean? It's bro, just... bro the, the Cody hype is only for people that are watching the shows yeah. anyway. Bro, can yeah. you imagine a casual fan tuning in and they see they see Cody Rhodes and the last time they saw Cody Rhodes, he was Stardust? Stardust, yeah. Yeah. They, they, no, bro. Like, But, bro, I got to tell you something. I honestly believe the reason why something like that wasn't even taken into consideration was because Tony had to go out and say, I bought Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, bro, that, that that's the only thing I could think of because you had a, tar- a tailor-made story, bro. Oh, yeah. But he's Absolutely. not going to say Cody bought it because he, bo- he really bought it. Oh, bro. Yeah. Well, just like on his uh... – <laughs> On his uh, press, on his statement uh, about Cody, the bottom of the statement, it said, like, 
uh, CEO, head of creative, head of talent. <laughs> like it was just like like yeah. three or four titles. Oh yeah, oh, and then yeah. Tony yeah. Khan at the end of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he'd like to put himself over. Um, and, and one thing I did think about Vince was, what is the criteria of issuing open challenges? Like, can't just Seth issue an open challenge at WrestleMania? I mean, Edge did. Yeah, why, why yeah, can't he Seth, just... Seth is a former champion. He's got a little... Multi-time stroke. champion. Yeah, right. yeah. Multi-time champion. He's he's Hall of Fame bound. You know, he's one of the most popular names in the past decade in WWE. I don't... I mean, why can't he just say, hey... Oh, maybe I, maybe he'll do, go out there next week and see if that works. See if anybody says anything. Yeah, I would do that at this point. I, Nobody do it. say nothing, bro. Absolutely do, do it. it. Do it. It's like, hey, look, I'm. You need me at WrestleMania. You know, I beat Triple H at WrestleMania. I yeah. beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Yeah. I've stole the show, and I had the heist of the century. I cast in Money in the Bank at WrestleMania. You need me right. at WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm going out later on tonight. Yes. at the end of the show, and I'm going to issue an open challenge I'm, because I'm you need that. me at WrestleMania. I'm buying that 100. percent Yeah, 100. percent and then uh and then Cody comes out because you know that's what they're gonna do. Or Veer. Yes, Veer. Yes, very nice. Veer comes out. Veer versus Seth. Absolutely. Veer versus Seth, ladies and gentlemen. Uh it, before we go on, how does how do you think WrestleMania is gonna feel without uh Cena, Triple H, or Undertaker? It's like all three of them are not going to be on WrestleMania. At least you have parts of, like, you have one of those three pop up in a WrestleMania, you know, period. You know, last year, um, what was it? Uh, I think last year that that was the same. That was another year that they didn't have all three either. And this one's too. Last year, the year before that, it was Cena and Taker. The uh, Cena lost to The Fiend. And Taker beat uh, AJ, but it just—it's like you're losing your wave of legends, and it just makes sense that new legends are being established to make other people look good at Re- WrestleMania. But they don't even have that dynamic now. The legends are gone. The Michaels, you know, Triple H, uh, Taker, Cena, all of them. But now you should have a new batch of legends making other people look good at Mania, but you don't even have that much of it. No, you don't. You don't, bro. The legends kind of stopped with uh, I would I would say Batista and uh, and Kurt Angle. Yeah, I yeah, would say that that was it. That it's it ended right there. I mean, who else came after that? Legends wise, nobody. Yeah. I mean, 2002 was when it really, I mean, Roman Reigns is doing well, but I wouldn't consider him a legend. He's been there for a while, actually, but I wouldn't consider him a legend. Yeah. Um, I mean, that 2002 class was really the the end of it. I mean, you have, I mean, Orton's legend, you know, I mean, a legendary status. He's a legend in, in, in a sense. Um, but Brock Lesnar's, you know, super over. Uh, Batista, Cena, that 2002 class, and that's that's yeah. really where or- it stopped. Orton, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, 
Bobby Means with the $5 super chat. Bro, I just got this feeling that Tony Khan is going to turn AEW. It, it already is. I, I mean, it already is. It's an ominous yeah. sign. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it already is. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you might as well. If you wanted to water down WCW, you might as well start having like cruiserweights, like uh, start the first hour of the show and uh, have like uh, bring back uh, who they have psychosis. Uh, who else was in WCW as the cruiserweights? Uh, La Parca. I think he's still, I think he's in MLW now. La Parca is really, yeah. I think he's yeah. like LA Park. I think he's he's he's. He's gained a tremendous amount of weight, though. But he's definitely not a cruiserweight anymore. But like someone like a Liz Mark Jr., you know, where the heck are they nowadays? So anybody knows where these cruiserweights are? Tell, tell him Dr. Chris is uh he wants them on his show. I want a cruiserweight reunion from WCW. Uh we get <laughs> speaking of Vera Mahan, uh Hooventud, yeah, yeah. Oh, El Dandy him. says uh, Derek, yeah. Yeah, Hoovy's the man. I love. Was it you that uh, kind of reinvented Hooventude as uh, like doing the the whole juice promo, Hoovy juice and stuff like that? Was that, oh was yeah, that I, bro. I put I put Hoovy on color, bro. I loved it. <laughs> I, I loved it. I yeah. loved his new when yes. he came out to the yeah. whole Hoovy juice, I, I and he was Hoovy. just real, just you know, yeah. smug and yes. arrogant. You know, and it was. That was a really good just I kind of him, uh, evolution of his character. I loved it. It was funny. Yeah. He said, he said, I remember one. He said, uh, <laughs> he's cut some promo one time. This is 20, almost 25 years ago. But he said, uh, he was trying to <laughs> he was trying to be like the rock. And he was like, finally, Hoovy, he said, finally, the juice has come back. To Hoovy. And finally, Hoovy has come back to the juice. <laughs> I said, oh, man. I'm, I'm pumped for that. I'm pumped for that. Oh, uh, yeah. He was, he was the best, man. He, I loved it. Yeah. I'm pumped for that one. Uh, Bianca Belair defeating Dewdrop for the 89th time. Bro, uh, he's another thing, too. Like, if Becky Lynch got whipped with the hair last week, then wouldn't her intent two be to whatever it was? What wouldn't her intent be to come out and cut Bianca Belair's hair? Wouldn't, yeah, I, think wouldn't, wouldn't said, that... I, th I think she said it's the hair next week. B as well. I think she said. I think. I think they're the cliffhangers. The hair for next week. Whatever. I, I mean, whatever. But but again, can, can we put Dewdrop in the in that category too now? Oh yeah. Absolutely, it's just she's a she's an enhancement talent. She's Bro, she's a bad we, investment. If you look at Dewdrop from the beginning when she came in with Eva Marie, and you just look at her progression to now, it's like, yeah. what? Bro, if you really looked at that and broke it down, bro, it would it would come across like. There was a different writer for Drew, Drew Drop every single week, yeah, and they had yeah. no idea what she did the week before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. Good call on that one. I agree. Yeah, I, it just doesn't seem like she's she's just a a nothing heel at this point. And the reason why she turned was just the stupidest 
reason there was a bunch of people who had opportunities to be champion at the time. A bunch of females were arguing in the room. For some reason, she selected yeah. uh, uh, Bianca Belair, who was the successful, most successful one in all the room. She said, I don't want her to get another shot again. So that caused her to turn heel. Yeah. I, I just, uh, it doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. And she stayed heel and she's just a glorified jobber at this point. And when I saw this match, I said, this just goes to show how much of um, they, how much they lack really trying to make someone and, and, and really understanding the nuances to make someone <clears throat> look good and elevate themselves, elevate the level as their brand, because they could have waited. If, they, if you wanted to do this match close to WrestleMania, you could have waited and did this whole can she get her in the uh, her finisher angle, the KOD. You should have done this and you should have stretched it out. To it, she would have looked much more stronger for Becky Lynch if she would have did this like the Raw before Mania or two Raws before Mania. But we've already seen her do it like three times already. Yeah. So there's like there's nothing there's nothing that goes with that. There's no mystique there. That's like, oh, you know, is she, can she lift her up? Can she do that? She's already done it multiple times. So it's yeah. just another win. You know I mean? There's no, there's nothing that comes with that. Yeah. Just those little, like if I was writing raw, <clears throat> I would really be very meticulous to those little nuances. Yep. If someone's booking like Dewdrop, Bianca to go over Dewdrop, I would say don't have her do her finisher. Like if, you know, either Dujoff gets DQ'd or she does a roll up, you know, and, and does it, but you don't do her finisher. Like that's the bread and butter. That's going to cause her to look stronger for Becky. Yeah. Waiting to WrestleMania to elevate her character like that. Yeah. But now it's, it was nothing. It was a nothing match. Attacked by Becky Lynch post-match. <clears throat> she doesn't rip her hair out. She tells her she's going to do it next week. So. Oh, okay. We get an RK bro uh, celebration interrupted by the Street Profits. Uh, I don't think they should be heel, but so they come out, they do Duval chants just so they can keep that baby face pops, but they kind of heal it up. But there's no reason for them to be healed. They just won the match. There's no need for them to turn. But then you kind of level it out when Alpha Academy interrupts the two baby faces match. So they're going to go in. They lost their title. They're, they lost their title. So they made a whole thing about for weeks, who's going to get that guaranteed spot at WrestleMania, right? So the only thing they had to do to go into WrestleMania was to attack both teams. Why don't Seth Rollins just attack people next week? Like, he, <laughs> like, like, like he'll like just keep throw, just keep it like he'll land on one person. I don't care if it's Akira Tozawa uh, yes. versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Just start attacking everybody, and then one of those people will accept the challenge for your WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, 
Speaking of that, we didn't have a 24-7 on this show. We did not have a 24-7 yeah. segment on the show. Bro, how could you make how how could you even think Montez Ford could ever be a heel with what he does? Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like just, real, like, like seriously, bro. Like uh, Montez Ford is someone that you can make an absolute main event star. Yep. I mean, he has one of the best-looking frog splashes in pro wrestling history, super agile, super charismatic, super charismatic. But you're coming, you're having him come out cutting a heelish promo? Like, I really don't understand it. Just not a, a good investment in your characters. And it goes back to you're spending all of this money, Vince. If you're spending all this money, you want to return on investment. You want to make everybody look good. You make want to make everybody's brands look large in life yep. or as many people as you yep. possibly can. Yep. But you're not, but you're making someone look out of place. The Street Profits' heels are out of place. Yeah. And I it agree. looked out of place. It looked weird, you know, that segment yep. before Alpha Academy come came out. So yeah, Alpha County, they'll probably be in a trip. It'll probably be a triple threat match at WrestleMania. So Seth Rollins, take notes. Next week yes. you just start attacking everybody and yes. you'll land the spot. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Razor Ramon tribute. Uh WWE always, I mean, you know, yeah. I gotta put their production over, man. They always do a fan. Well, bro, job with bro, you also gotta put over Chris. I don't think people really understand this. Bro, when you're going through a vault of footage and to find the footage you want and piece it together. Mm -hmm. The amount of time mm -hmm. that they had to do this. Oh, that's bro. That's incredible. I agree. Because bro, that, that I don't think people, we, they take it for granted because we see so much of it. Those things take a long time time you got to go through hours of footage then you got to log what you want then you got to put it together then you got to get the music bro kudos kudos the edits, <laughs> the edits alone is forever yes. you know what i yes. mean yes yes got a major kudos to the production team yeah. man and, fantastic job and, and they and they just found out that he passed what, that's what an hour saying, or two beforehand like, yeah. They, yeah. They, they literally will this was so late in the show yeah they, because were they literally the were working on it through mm -hmm. the show yeah, no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, great you, job. You can great tell. job. I, yeah, kudos to WWE for that. Yeah. Uh, kudos to Greg for the just the random nine ninety nine super chat, my man. Thank you very Thank much, you, man. Very he, nice. he didn't have anything to say. He's just being generous today. Generous today. I appreciate that, Greg, my man. We close out with uh, Kevin Owens uh, defeating Seth Rollins. Uh, Kevin Owens gets to keep his show, Vince. Aren't you excited yes. about that? Surprise, surprise! Uh, Rollins, Rollins interviewing. Uh, Austin would have been much better. Yeah, yeah. We this uh, there's nothing <laughs> again. Just think about this, Vince. For weeks, Kevin Owens has been um, insulting Texas. Okay, he's been downplaying Texas. He's been getting heel heat, just just totally villainizing Texas. All right. So you work with all of that, even little hints throughout the weeks. Finally made a thing. Steve Austin accepts Kevin Owens' challenge. So they get a match with Seth Rollins 
and Kevin Owens on the talk show. Wonder if Steve Austin tweets like, I didn't sign up for this. You could need to find somebody else, Seth. I'm not going to go on your show. <laughs> yeah, I got no interest in doing this. That's my Sorry, guys. You know, yeah, yeah um, you got to find somebody else. I didn't. Uh, I didn't agree to this. Uh, I agreed to the KO show because he's been downplaying Texas for weeks. I've got logic, nothing against Seth Rollins. The Seth, absolute Seth logic behind this, Chris. <laughs> I mean, this. The uh, oh gosh, man, just like I said, bro. I, I I give him a little check because at least there was stakes on this yeah. match, which yeah. they never have. Yeah. But my gosh, like what a stretch, man! What a it's stretch. a stretch, man. It's like you really thought that Seth Rollins was going to win to change it to Seth Rollins's show with Austin on there. There's no beef between Rollins and Austin whatsoever. So essentially, that's Austin saying, why am I coming on your show? I don't, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? Bro, that would, bro, that'd be tremendous. <laughs> Seth Rollins wins it, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden tomorrow on social media, WWE yeah. social media, we see Austin pull yeah. up in the truck, get out, show show it's him. What? <laughs> what? Who? Wait, wait. Yeah, that would have been tremendous, bro. Absolutely. Bro, I'm telling you, they, they're gonna go the retirement angle. I'm I'm telling you, bro. That's mm. that what what else can they do at this point? They got two weeks. They got two weeks, bro. Two weeks. What are they gonna do? <laughs> They are probably going to. Uh, I can uh, for some reason, man. They they're either holding off uh, to finalize something with Cody, you know, or I, I've got a feeling that somehow. And, and the thing is, what's like what's going to like Seth Rollins is one of the most popular people. At uh, in WWE right now, right? He's he's a main event. He's been a main event talent, multiple time world champ. So we're talking about logic here, Vince. It's a two night show. What would just stop Seth Rollins from just walking down the ramp and just like op doing an open challenge? Then, like, what's stopping? Like, are people just going to like? Is, is security just going to stop him from coming down the ramp or something like that? He's Seth freaking Rollins, right? Just come out, just walk to the ring. I'm like, you know what? I've I don't have a segment, but it's Bro, WrestleMania. Maybe, maybe, so. maybe that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're gonna do, Chris. Seriously, they got two weeks, bro. I think that's what they're weeks. gonna do. He's just gonna come out like well, you probably see a segment or two, maybe of like, I'm I'm going out there. I don't care, I'm going out there, right? Like he doesn't even come out to his music, he just walks down. <laughs> like, bro, it reminds just, me of one of my favorite movies of all time, Bill, Billy Jack. You ever see Billy Jack, bro? And he's nope, he's standing in front of a guy and he goes, He's like a like a you know, he goes, I'm gonna take this right leg, I'm gonna kick you right on the left, and there ain't a damn thing you're gonna do about it. And then he does it. That's what Rollins should do. Rollins should go and go. go up to Cecil B. DeMille and say, I'm gonna go out there yeah. and I'm gonna demand the match. And there ain't a damn thing you can do. And Cody's going to be waiting in the back to accept. Yeah. He's just going to be there. And yep. there ain't a damn thing. Not just go out there. Just go out. I mean, what's Why happening? Not? Why not? Just go. Yeah, just, just Why go. not, bro? Yep. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you don't you don't want one of your best, you know, players. When you need me at WrestleMania. What's Why do you not? 
you know, why would you stop WrestleMania? Why would you stop the 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 visionary from going out to the to the ring, right? Yeah. And then he yeah. goes out to the ring. Like I don't know who's back there, but I demand a spot at WrestleMania. I don't care. I don't care what happened. It was Kevin Owens's fault, anyways. I demand a spot at WrestleMania. Chris, I'm telling you, and I mean this sincerely, bro. From what I've seen. They will do anything at this point. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm being dead serious, bro. They will do to, to, to get a match. They will do anything, anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, you, you've got to, you've got to do something. You've got to, I just don't see it makes sense with a two week build, a two week build, Vince. If Cody was going to come out, Coming back to Jacksonville would have made perfect sense. Still too short, though. But next week, you'll literally have one more show. After next week, you'll have one more Raw show before WrestleMania. And so debuting Cody on a Raw two weeks before Mania just seems... It just seems uh, anticlimactical to me. It just seems oh, I, like no. I agree with you, bro. Absolutely, yeah. I, I I agree with you, man. Yeah, Chris, yeah. I'm I'm telling you, man. I, I it, it was the same thing again. I'm just gonna go back to AEW real quick because you and I don't get to talk about that. But the the Jeff Hardy, it was so lackluster. Like uh. it was so like. That's that's what you got, like oh. Chris. I I don't know. I don't. I I I just feel we've got the wrong people writing this stuff, bro. It's it's. See, the thing know, is, man. Vince. The thing is, Vince. You've got you've got writers looking for instant, like microwave pops. Yeah, you know I mean, just yes. like that. They're looking yes. for instant pops. And a lot of times you got to sacrifice the instant pop for the greater pop. You got to, yes. you got to have the baby coming from behind. You got to make that story. You got to give us buy-in. You yep. got to save it for the bigger pop. Yep. And when you think about Jeff Hardy, when that, that booking was simply for a little pop, that's, little that's pop, that, that's little exactly pop too. Not yeah. even a big pop, a little, a little pop, pop, bro. It was a little, a little pop. pop. Like just, just think about that. You have somehow, and we talked about this last week in the Bro Show. You have somehow Matt Hardy getting a vote of confidence from you know uh, a meeting, you know, to keep him in or out, based on his team losing, but. The tag team, the the private party was the ones who usually loses, and Matt Hardy just walks out. So he plays even more of a heel. So for some odd reason, he's the one on the hot seat for what? He, like, it doesn't even make sense. So they're giving him thumbs down. Even private party gives him thumbs down, and they, they beat him up. And then Sting and Darby Allen comes out, and then they get beat up, and then Jeff Hardy comes and saves the day, but he's got to get his gimmick out first. You know what I mean? Like while bro, his I, brother and friends are getting beat up. I, I swear to God, bro. Like Vince and Tony Khan, bro. This this is an absolute shoot, bro. There's no way either one of those two guys watch good TV. 
Mm. I, I'm telling you, bro, when I would write, I would watch good TV and be inspired. Bro, mm. I, was, I was watching Sopranos mm. and be inspired by good TV. If these guys actually watched good TV, they would be so embarrassed with mm-hmm. what they're putting on television. They, they, bro, they honestly don't know yep. what good TV is. They don't know, bro. Yep. I, I, I agree. I agree. It's just at least episodic television. I mean, like there's no episodic television feel in either WWE or AEW. It's just, let's get, the, let's go for the, especially, especially AEW. Let's see who we can pop this week. Let's see who we can pop this week. Let's see who we can pop this week. Like it's just that that feel. And it started people are starting to catch wind of that. And so the people debuting, they're like, oh yay, okay. You know what I mean? Like that's how it was with Keith Lee in this moment too. Like, okay, yay, Keith Lee. We love Keith Lee, but uh, okay, we're kind of getting a drift here. You're just yeah, it's kind bro, of the, they, it's the Dixie they, Carter they, effect. They had him going another 12 minutes on Friday yeah, with, with QT JD Marshall. Drake. Yeah, yeah, QT Marshall what? and then yeah. J, uh, JD Drake before that. It's just like. What? Whatever. Whatever, whatever, man. <laughs> this is the business today, bro. They, yeah. They're right. They're right. We're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Hey, you know, they're, they're. Their uh, uh, ratings are, are are declining, so I guess uh, I guess the jokes on us, Vince. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, let them know about the brand, my man. Guys, Russo'sBrand.com. Check it out, man. A lot of great shows on there. A lot of great personalities that you know. Uh, also, Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. I think tomorrow, part two of my Vince versus Eric series is coming out. So you might want to watch that. That's pretty good. Nice. 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 Well, ladies and gentlemen, he's Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris. And always remember hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys too. rest in peace. God hall. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.